0: Welcome to the 7th installment of the Courier Podcast uh, This week what we're going to do is we're going to interview uh, one of my uh, old, I guess, advi- advisors Is the right word, also a, a teacher I, I, had, uh, I had this person for um, my, my introduction uh, speech class The, the, yeah, the, the primary uh, speech class that you're required to take at school uh, I met him uh, in the fall of last year, actually Oh uh, yes, at the beginning of, of twenty sixteen and he's a very uh, very interesting man, one that is um is done his his share of, of climbing the ladder and, and, and working hard to get where he where he's at. Uh, he's an unbelievable uh, speech teacher and uh, he, he's somebody that is going for his doctorate now. His name is uh, is uh, Christopher Miller. Uh, we just call him Miller for anyone that does know him. Uh, but he, he does an unbelievable job with our with our speech uh classes here, and his ability to teach and and really just relate and and create a level of comfort among students, uh that I that I that I've encountered in very few teachers that I've that I've had in my life, but it'll be uh it's gonna be a fun interview for me uh to really just kind of uh talk with him about, um, what he's doing currently and to be able to talk about, uh, some, some issues that we face in our country now in, in terms of, 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 rhetoric and, and, and we, one of the topics he's hard on was with ethos and, and what our politicians are doing in terms of gaining or losing ethos in the, in this country. So it's going to be, it's going to be a fun to- uh, time with, uh, with Miller, but, uh, for the most part, um I'm I'm excited uh for, for you guys to be able to get to get to know somebody that I, I've gotten to know pretty well over the past year. Um not gonna, not gonna I'm not gonna speak uh too largely on that. Um obviously I've had him as a teacher, but it'll be nice to um to have a conversation with him. Uh he did also um introduce me to uh the ambassador program that I'm currently in at, at C O D. And it's, uh, it was, uh, at the time when he had uh, uh, mentioned it to me, I wasn't, I, I was looking to get involved and I was looking to, to build a resume at the time, but I, I wasn't really sure of myself at that point, um, but he, he was somebody that instilled uh, a confidence in that I was able to do this and that this was something that I was worthy of. So um, it, it's interesting to see, uh, to look at that point and, and look back at that in hindsight. And so it'll be, it'll be interesting uh, to get some of these, um, these insights as well as hindsight that we have now at this point um, in this interview and, and some of the stuff that uh, hopefully that you guys can learn um, about myself and, 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 and some of the things that uh, Miller has gone through himself. Let's bring them on. Okay, and today on the podcast, we have Christopher Miller, my former speech teacher, who's done a lot of, who's still currently working, I shouldn't say, it, um, but currently working on a lot of great stuff in, in the speech community, and it's done, it, currently, I, I remember you talking about your, your doctorate work on, on guns in higher education. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, and um, obviously, there's been, recently, there's been a lot of stuff going on, especially with the, the tragedy that happened in Vegas. Sure. And all that, and um, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk, really talk about today, was just how we as a nation, how rhetoric shifts in times of tragedy, hmm. okay, and what your opinions are on that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um,
1: wow, you're totally taking me take your, you know, you're starting them off there, huh? You know, so I've had I just got back from Colorado about okay. two weeks ago, where I. Um, Presented my, I presented a paper on guns in higher ed, and it really what's happened is that that topic has really sort of shifted from guns in higher ed to um, guns, comma higher ed, and then really a threat to the American democracy. One thing that I'm starting to beginning to realize about, oh, it's hard to even put this into words. Like one thing I'm beginning to realize about the gun debate is this: I find I found that. In the research and talking to people, when a, when a tragedy happens, when we start talking about guns, we have a tendency to like really fall into these political silos, and um, you know. So so when Las Vegas happens, um, unfortunately, when Las Vegas happens, immediately you start to see via social media sites or in class, um, yeah. phone calls with my parents, whatever um, family members. We have a tendency to like, like immediately. Rather than sort of get together as a group, we have a tendency to kind of like start walking towards these political silos, even though I don't think that that's what we want to do, because you're asking me the question about the rhetoric that surrounds tragic events. Mm -hmm. And I find that people don't have a tendency to express their opinion about it, but we have a tendency to allow political leaders to voice those opinions for us. Well, then the, the problem then is that the political leaders who want to voice those opinions for us... They have to, their primary goal, and from what I understand or what I see, is that they want to be reelected. They want to be reelected. That's their job. And so, therefore, if you are a liberal, you have a tendency to shift to: we have to lock down guns. Um, we have to start putting more restrictions on people who can get them, or the types of guns, or the way they can to the way they can craft them, or manifest them, change them, alter them, so they become these these mechanisms for deadly for deadly acts. Or we go into a conservative thought, which is, um, events like this will happen. Um, they do happen, um, but that shouldn't that shouldn't, for the lack of a better word, trump my right to the Second Amendment, yeah. right? And I always yeah. I, it's so unfortunate that our president's name is Trump, and it works so well for. It. But yeah. um, but the point is, so we have a tendency to do that. So I think what. I think what you're asking me though is is how does the rhetoric shift in these events? And and the truth is I'm not I'm not necessarily sure I, I can I'm not sure I can see that right like because I I I am finding so like of course I lean to the left right I'm like you know. Gun, I want gun control, but, then, but but the problem is that like I just had I just had an argument with a friend of mine on Facebook the other day named Robbie, and he had made a post of like liberals need to in the same breath you want yeah. police brutality and at the same time you want so and, so. and I told I wrote to him and I said here's the thing though Robbie I, I don't want to take your guns away yeah, I don't want if you I don't want to take never been the it's argument. never been the argument yeah, yeah. it's not I don't want to take guns away I just want you as a person that supports guns to present to me a solution to the problem you know like. I, I mentioned this. I said, you know, in the 80s, I remember. I'm young enough. You're certainly not. I'm old enough to remember the the HIV. Remember HIV being
0: like, I remember, coming out almost yeah, right. Like yeah. you might have a little bit of that, right? My, like, my dad told me like one of the biggest shocking things he's ever remembered in terms of like just sports and just sure. pop culture was Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson and, absolutely, yeah, you're gonna and, say it. Magic, Johnson Magic Johnson Johnson's out. like. One of my favorite oh. athletes of all time. I Absolutely. love Magic Johnson. Absolutely. And to think like someone of like that stature, oh, I have HIV, it's just mind boggling.
1: Dude, we freaked it. out because it was like he was at the height of of Larry Bird and Michael Jordan and yeah. and Stockton and Malone. It's huge stuff, right? Yeah. These amazing things. And out of nowhere, Magic Johnson has AIDS, right? Yeah. Okay, well, that's what they're like, oh my, he has AIDS. So then of course it was, of course, he just has, you know, HIV. You know, we learn HIV Age is different. But but of course, I remember being a kid. I mean, I must have been, I can't even tell you what year it was, but I must have been. 16 through 19 when this happens, right? Certainly, certainly before my 20s. And in my head thinking, I didn't know he was gay. Right, like I didn't know Magic Johnson yeah. was gay, and oh, he must have gay tendencies. That's how. That's how uneducated, how ignorant we were to that. Right, yeah. not knowing that Magic Johnson is just an athlete and he's and he's sleeping with you know multiple, you know dozens of women probably and using unprotected sex and it's not like whatever. And so, so the point is, we have this moment happen where HIV ha- occurs, and we have this national. We, we call it a national epidemic, and we're we're we're, we're, we're we educated in schools. Like I remember being in school and then telling us like you know close you know cover your nose and don't touch people. And We educated the youth, so so there's there's that right. Or you start to think about bullying. Bullying becomes a problem. We have students that are you know we have people that are that are committing suicide, and bullying is on the rise. And so we do we educate the youth about about that. But the problem is we have multiple. We have these. We have we have shooting guests. Now let me come to that. I'll come to that in a second though, because I think that might be a little bit of a media sort of you know I might not I wouldn't say media propaganda, but I certainly think that media plays into the sensationalism mm-hmm. of a tragedy like Vegas, right? But. If we recognize, <laughs> excuse me, if we know that like the CDC and our government is calling this a national epidemic that that gun the gun violence is a is a problem, yeah. then why are we not educating people about it? Why are we not educating the youth? Is it because there's people that are killed? Well, guess what? That's just something that kids probably need to be exposed to anyway, right? They do they need to take guns away from their parents? Of course not. It's a matter of educating us. So that – not about maybe about guns, but maybe it's about educating the youth so that they can start to recognize strangeness, you know, str- human communicative yeah, strangeness absolutely. that they can start to become – they can learn about that. Like, and yes, things like Las Vegas are just going to happen. There's 310, 320 million Americans. There's 300 million guns. A, I, I often, one of the things I say in my papers often is that atypical behavior is typical of everyone. You know, I, I have done things in my past that are not typical of who I am. And mm-hmm. I'm going to, and Carlos, I'm going to do that in the future, as are you. Yes. You're going to do something so stupid in the future. You're going to look back on it and go, mm-hmm. why the, did I do that? Yeah. Well, because you're normal, because you're a normal person, because you're testing the boundaries, because you're testing your limits. You're trying to see how far you can go, you know. And, 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 but the problem is that that may lead to Tragic circumstances. It may lead to nothing. It may lead to just feelings of guilt. But but the point is, is that we can't predict that, right? So, um, so so again, like, what is it? Is it, you know, and why is it why is why are we against educating the youth about 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 weapons in general, about the ethos of the gun? I mean, how did we get how 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 do guns get to where they are in the first place? You know, I mean, if if you look at the if you look at the foundation of the country, you know, the re- through through the settlement, through the Revolutionary War, through 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 the after the aftermath, all that has been situated around this gun, the the West and the Wild West and the OK Corral and mm-hmm. the and the shootouts and the, and the famous duels between Hamilton and 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 and, um, and Jefferson. Jefferson and um, not Jefferson, Jesus, Hamilton and Burr. <laughs> in my head, I'm like going to the music, but the point is, like these these moments, and so we don't educate about that though we don't educate that, that that the gun is a that you know when you break it down the gun is a mechan the the, the primary purpose of the mechanism which is the gun is to kill yeah period you know someone says if you could if we didn't have guns we could find mother other mechanisms to kill people fair enough totally fair right yeah. a knife let's say a knife could do that right well let's let's say there was no guns and then Dude up in Mandalay Bay is going to whip knives at people at the in the concert. What's it's that going to do? It's a more easier to avoid. Absolutely, yeah. right. And, and 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 the thing is, you can argue that the purpose of the knife is not to kill. The purpose yeah. of the knife is to, is to cut something open, is to, is to, is to make food, is to, to, slice, you know, to, 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 to kill an animal, it's whatever, to slice. It's multi-purposes. Yeah. There's no multi-purpose to the gun. Are you using yeah. it for a hammer? Are you using it to comb your hair? Yeah, Are you right. using it to, to clean your fingernails? Well, no. As long as
0: you have the safety on it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? But that's the thing. So, so when you ask about things like the rhetoric of the gun, I don't have an answer because I don't see, I guess when I'm, I'm not say the gun, but rhetoric in general, there's not a lot of shift in this. You know, there's not yeah. shift. It, it's as much as it's it's as much as it's a. It, we're going to. I'm going to solidify what I currently believe. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it, even though I may not believe it, even though there's tragedy, um, because I don't want to lose my right. I don't want to lose my Second Amendment right, and mm-hmm. the Second Amendment has been protected. But at the same time, I want. I want. I think the left is starting to find people that says, "Well, you know, what what, what do you what what solution do you have? What what can you offer us yeah. that can that can make us feel better?" So. I don't know. This is a really long-winded question, I guess, or answer to this question, but yeah. I don't see a shift in the rhetoric. Okay. I, when I read, when I'm reading it, um, and I and I'm in it, I'm pretty deep in this. Something yeah. happens with guns, and it becomes a, it becomes a, it becomes the main story. My news feed, you know, has a tendency to, to you know, it, it's become, it inundated with messages. People wanting to know the articles
0: that come in from all over the world, nation specifically, and I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, you know, I mean, one of the things that I, I've just observationally that I've noticed is that there's such a a testosterone induced uh, culture to, the, to guns in general, mm-hmm. and that we need to have our guns. Mm-hmm. And I think so often as as I think as as people that we're not willing to to level with certain things because it threatens our way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Sure. And and so often I, I see that. Like, in one of my biggest pet peeves in, in general, and I, I'm not someone that tries to identify left or right. I'm trying to just yeah. figure out solutions. That's always been my my ideology. Sure. But when I when I see something like the Las Vegas incident, I I consistently uh, heard, we need good guys with guns. Well, the guy shot from a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, I, I just think that there's just a, a lack of awareness, like, in these situations. And I just, I, I struggle with how to combat stuff like that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a great, I don't, I think that's a, I think it's a very valid um, feeling. And I think it's a very valid approach to what we, what you are clearly, and I agree is a problem. But I don't think that people who disagree with your perspective or my perspective don't see it as a problem, right? Because the numbers really don't stack up like that. I mean, the truth is, is that there's, there are, tens of thousands of dead, well, tens of thousands, a couple, you know, I I, I don't even have a number, to be honest with you, because it's like, I, the numbers are so skewed anyway, right? Because the other thing we're talking about here is we're talking about, we're talking about homicide often, right? But we, one thing we always ignore in this argument is suicides. We ignore suicides so often. And that is a bigger issue with guns than homicides. Because People can say, well, people who want to kill themselves are going to kill themselves. Yes, that's true. But the numbers tell us that, like, you know, I want to say, I'm going to throw out a number that less than, I'm going to say less than 25%, even though that 25 is way high, less than 25% of people succeed in their suicide attempts when they use any other mechanisms besides the gun, right? They overdose, they, they, you know, put themselves in, in their garage, they take pills, they stab themselves, cut their wrists. The chances of you dying are slim but you put a gun in your mouth you are going to die there's a 90% chance you will die i'm throwing out numbers even though i just read this just the other day so i couldn't tell you where it comes from but if you're questioning that on some sort of podcast like i can't believe it then go research it yourself just do the research like that's the thing that's the thing carlos that i think is most important here
0: people aren't willing to look people
1: it up. are not willing to look it up yeah. and the numbers are there the numbers are there then because the, i'm currently right now studying about guns in higher ed there are 10 states in the united states that allow students that are that are 21 years of age that have demonstrated some kind of that have gone to a training school blah 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 that have, have you have a if you have a concealed carry license in ten states in the United States, Arkansas, I'm trying to do them all, Colorado, Georgia, Texas. Idaho, Texas, Mississippi, Oregon, Utah, Wisconsin, and Kansas. Those ten states. If you were a student, if you were a student over the 21, you you just whatever your qualifications are. You can take my Speech 1100 classroom, my Speech 1100 class, and you can walk into that room with a concealed carry, a loaded firearm on your body. The chances of you being shot at a school or on your way to school or on the way home are less than 1%. Okay. So you've got less than 1% of a chance of being shot at school, yet we are allowing hundreds of people now to bring guns into classrooms. Here's the thing about it. You mentioned this question about rhetoric, or mm-hmm. mentioned the idea. The problem, see, a lot of this comes down to a 2008 Heller versus District of Columbia decision. This whole thing comes down to 2008 Heller versus District of Columbia, where Justice Scalia argued in his opinion of the court that the Second Amendment is first and foremost for individual protection. First and foremost. Second is militia. And he argues it, and he does it Well. Well, it's eloquent. It's detailed. It's um, it's it's foundational. Makes sense. I, I read it and I'm like, huh. I hate it, but I agree with you. Yeah. The way you argue this, it's it's it has no hole in it. Which is what the NRA is good at doing. They're good at having that kind of stuff, right? or yeah. and I'm not saying, and and that's the thing. I want you to know. I'm not here saying like the NRA is the, the evil and the. the yeah. There's certain there's certainly you can make an argument about that, but that's not what I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. I'm here uh, to study guns because. There's certain people in my classroom that have a loaded gun in my classroom, Mm -hmm. and what's happening is that it's making me scared, right? You're making me scared, not because I think you're going to shoot me. You're making me scared because I'm afraid that some other – somebody else in my class isn't going to express themselves because they're afraid they're going to get shot. And and, and I'll tell you, I'll say right now, I am scared I'm going to get shot. I'm scared I'm going to say something provocative. I'm going to question somebody. I mean we talk about persuasion speeches. I have to in those classes say, all right, let's argue why ISIS is correct. Let's, let's figure out their perspective, right? Yeah. Why? Well, that that's it's insane to say that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Or why communism is a good political ideology? I don't believe in that. i don't, not here, not in my heart. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't. I want to. I want to eliminate the, the threat that is ISIS. I don't. I'm not a communist. I'm a dem. I'm I'm a Democrat. I'm a. I'm a. I'm American citizen. I believe in the ideals of democracy. I want to promote that. But the problem is, I don't want to be silenced in the classroom because I think that, that someone may threaten me. So I got completely lost there. I guess what it, I guess what I'm, what I'm, but my biggest thing is that you mentioned about solutions. The, what it comes down to for me ultimately though, is that if people just simply research, just look at it, look at where the problem is, look at where the solutions are, look at, look at what, you know, look at the, look at the, the the, the the increase in in deaths and the increase in suicide, with the increase in gun usage, the increase in gun purchasing. You know, there's an article out today that I just got through my Google alerts that talks about the, the business which is guns. I mean, how many? I don't know this. Yeah. Billions of dollars does the gun industry make per year to sell guns, for, for for what purposes? To to protect us from the from a tyrannical government. Look, dude, in 1945, when the United States dropped bombs on Hirosh, Hiroshima, and Nagasaki. We should have realized at that time. If the United States government wants to eliminate its people, it can do whatever it wants to. It can do whatever it wants to. Your little, your little black isn't going to shoot down some kind of, you know, bomb that's hitting you in the backyard. You don't got a prayer, dude. And so, and, and I'm not saying like, well, since the government has the big bombs, did you give up our guns? I'm not saying that at all. What I'm simply saying is this: How do you stop things in like how do you stop Las Vegas from happening? How do you stop Virginia Tech from happening? How do you stop Northern yeah. Illinois from happening? Is that a decrease in guns? No. That's an increase in education. That's what it is. The answer that you're looking for a solution. The answer is is you need to, we need to put a we need to put tens of billions of dollars into educating the United States on 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 I think on hurting the ethos of the gun on, on, of, of attacking that The gun has not, the gun may have allowed us to 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 expand our nation. But the gun also, was a, was a very strong um, mechanism that, that, that worked towards the genocide of the Native American population. Yeah. I mean, 20 million people are gone from this country because we didn't want them here, because we had guns, because we were able to, uh, to move them away. That has to be understood. We get to the West, and we have – and you said this about – machismo or this 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 male dominated culture. Well, good. Look at the West. Look look at look. I mean, I named my son Wyatt because I love I love the movie Tombstone. Because when I was in college, I thought, I mean, country westerns are cool. They're still good today. So I I understand. I like watching those kind of movies. But I think at the same time, I have to recognize that this is a male dominated culture. This is a male ideological focus. And and we don't see the women's stories in these in these things. We don't see the people of color stories. We don't see that we don't see the, the the Mexican stories. We see these white dudes that took over the land and fought the bad guys and all because I could you know pull my guns out and spin them around and put them back in my you know my, my holsters right away. That's that's sexy. That's that's romantic. But but I think that it's but it's but it's it's, it's I think it's forced us into thinking that the gun is the ant is the is the is the answer. All of our problems, and really the question is, it might be, the, you know, like Homer Simpson says about beer, but it might be the cause of as well as the solution to all of life's problems. I mean, they're apply, certainly applying it to the solution to being the problems, mm. but it really might certainly start being the cause. We need to start looking at it as being a cause. And and, and like I said, I mean, every time I say that kind of stuff, it's like, well, what's the answer? Eliminate guns. It's not it. It's not about eliminating guns
0: to me. It's about educating people about what those things can do. Yeah, and and I know that the like. There's a lot of people out there that are, that are always with anything, really. Nowadays, I feel like I can find an argument about anything. Mm-hmm. But when I see people dig their heels, and and you, you alluded to that there's there's an, a romanticism to like the aesthetic of what the Wild West was sure. and, and being a guy that was going to stand his ground and, and fight for what it believed in, that it, it's caused such a, I, I guess, people are so just remove themselves from any idea of, of shifting the paradigm mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah oh i th- uh, that's that's a it's <laughs> incredible what you just said there's so much about this which is a uh, a stubbornness to to allow the paradigm shift to occur mm-hmm. i mean absolutely you know we have had this philosophy this ideological perspective about guns it's the foundation of our country and our country's found, our second amendment is that yeah. the second amendment is look i mean look there is no denying the fact that the gun allowed us to have these opportunities i mean it allowed us to to fight off the british it allowed us during the civil war to to keep the country together right it allowed us to to fight the germans in world war 2 i'm not going to mention world war 1 cuz we weren't really there but the point is like it helped it it allowed us to do these amazing things i get it but but please admit Please, I'm willing to say that to you. Admit to me that the gun also allowed us to commit genocide. The gun also has allowed us to live in a society of fear. The gun has also allowed us to 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 promote a tyrannical government. I mean, and, and more than that, the gun is now what I think the, the rhetoric of the gun is doing for us is it's is it's solidifying the dominant white male straight white male ideological foundation that this country's been based on and i find that what it's doing is that it's silencing non the non-dominant groups and that can't happen that can't happen if we expect to live in what thomas jefferson and james madison want us to do they to 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 create a, a democracy. Yes, we live in a republic. I get it, but so so the point is okay. Then let's take Thomas Jefferson and James Madison out of that. And let's just go to John Dewey. Let's just stick this. Let's just stick to a, a, an educational person, the educational guru, the the philosopher, the the Aristotle of our age and stuff so like up, I think <laughs> <laughs> the Dalai Lama of education. He says like, look, we live in a we live in a republic, but the idea behind education, what we should be doing here is creating democratic citizens, not democrats, not liberals but a democratic citizen, a person who embodies the democratic spirit that that allows myself to go, I'm educated on the ideas, I'm educated about what our values are, and now I'm going to participate out there by promoting what I think is right because I have an education, because I understand I understand what you, Carlos, think. I understand what you believe in. Even if I do disagree with you, yeah. at least I can say, I disagree with my buddy Carlos over here. He just thinks of it differently. And that could be for myriad reasons, man. That could be just your, ba- your background, your foundation, your experiences. Maybe you support guns because you've been victimized. Maybe you support guns because your dad or your mom loved them and you just like doing
0: it, right? I think you- it's been a big one. I've heard a lot of it. I don't know. One of the things that I, I was just <laughs> observing with that is I think that there's I think there's an element of, not just with guns, but there's uh, an element of identity politics that, have, that has been divisive with, mm-hmm. with a lot of these topics. And Slowly. I feel like from both the right and the left, and I know that the – a lot of the accusations are like at the left saying that they're too, they delve too deeply into identity politics. Mm-hmm. But I see it on both sides. Sure, and absolutely. I, I feel like it, it's a lot of that is just is is creating this this toxic environment. Completely agree. Where it's us against them. <coughs> it's where you and we talk a lot about identity politics, and
1: it just when does it happen where this turns into value politics, right? When does yeah. this turn into like, look, what are our values, right? I want to look. I. I want my family to be protected too. Yeah, I want to protect my wife. I want to protect my kids. I want to protect myself. I want to protect you.
0: Yeah,
1: is that the answer a gun? Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe the maybe the answer is that I need to go get a Foyd card and I need to carry a gun around so I can feel protected. I don't know. Um, but the point is, is that there's a value of protection, right? I value that. I think it, I don't think there's a person in this room—you, Republican, Democrat, Green Party, Libertarian—all of us value protect. We want to be protected. Um, how do we get there? What's the answer to that, right? I think what you're saying here is is beautiful, man, and that is... But why are we digging our hills into positions that we're not necessarily sure represent what we feel? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to dig your holes. You're going to dig your heels. Like, when, when tragedies used to happen with guns, specifically really before I started doing this work, I'd see a tragedy. I'd be all over Facebook saying, you need to pay attention to your guns and keep them in the yeah. – just saying stupid, stupid stuff that was yeah. ignorant and it was all it was very emotional. Yes. Yeah. So I Freud want
0: to be, would say, oh, if you look at that, it's I'm afraid.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so – what happened, what's happened over the last 18 months since I've been, you know, since I've just been <laughs> neck deep in this topic is that yeah. the answer isn't to put my, it's put my heels in the ground. It's not what it is. Something like in Las Vegas happens. The first thing that needs to happen is mourning. The first thing that needs to happen is I need to mourn. I know something just occurred. I'm not going to worry about the gun thing for a while. I'm going to go on my, I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray to whatever higher power I may believe in at this yeah. point. And I may be. I may just say, I you know, please bless the people that were passed, the who that were there, those people. I mean, the, the people who the people who, who are unfortunately killed. You know, I, as much as anyone would want them back, they're living in peace. They live in peace. The tragedy now is the people who are okay. watching them die. The stories that I read online about holding their sister until they took their last breath, or, yes. or covering their loved ones and they're covered in blood, yeah. or guys stealing someone else's car to transport people to the hospital, and then and then the people that are in the hospitals in Las Vegas and those yes. and those doctors and those nurses having to deal with this 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 pain of watching people come in. That's the tragedy. And yeah. so so I want to pray for those people and I want to give them as much support as I possibly can to help them out. It's weeks later that we, that we need to go, I'm going to take that back. If you're a supporter of guns, you need to reflect. You need to do something about this. And it's not calling me a name. It's not calling me a name because I'm on my knees crying for those who have died. Yeah. It's not me. It's not calling me a name because I want you to take care of bump stocks. It's not me for saying, hey, listen, we need to quit giving tax breaks to gun companies to give to sell more and more and more high power to rifles. Yeah. You can't. That's, that's, that's not cool. And the problem is I can't say anything back to you because I don't have a damn gun. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to sit there and be silenced by you because you're going to expose your gun to me and say that's just the way it is. That's my right, homeboy, homegirl. This ain't. This hasn't been your right since 2008. If you want to sit there and actually question about this stuff, go back. Yeah. Second amendment. Second amendment was the least, lit, least um, litigated amendment since its inception by far. It wasn't even a. Pro- we didn't even question this. Yeah. Until the Black Panther movement happened in the '60s, and all of a sudden you've got African Americans having guns so it's the only t- one that's on the be, streets, right? yeah. policing the police, and you got mad about that. Yeah. You got mad about it. You know the first person. Check this out. You want to go research this? The first politician, one of the very first politicians ever. You go look at the Black Panther movement in, um, in Sacramento in 1960, whatever it was. Huey Newton and and, and Bobby Seale and the rest of the Black Panthers go to the Sacramento State Capitol to go in there and 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 um. And to question why they were fined for carrying guns around. On that day, a politician was standing on the steps of the Sacramento Hill that day talking to kids. And once those black – you get what? Let's just say 12 African-American men and women carrying shotguns and assault rifles in open public going into a government building, right? This politician who was talking to kids is whisked away. Later that day, that politician said something similar, which is "We we live in a day and age where someone shouldn't be able to walk around the street with a loaded weapon. Name that politician. I'll tell you what it is right now, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan said that. He was one of the first people that said we shouldn't allow people to be walking around with guns. And a few years later, he's all saying the Second Amendment is a constitutional right and we should be carrying guns around everywhere. So that's right there in politics. Look, this, we didn't even question guns in this country because we didn't put them in places because we understood the rule of it. But all of a sudden now you have African Americans carrying guns around and we're saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't, and not everyone can have guns. Well, who can have them then? You? Why? Cause you're cause you're cause you're cause, you're, cause you're, your gender, because you're race, because your social economic status, because of your 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 what your 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 sexual orientation. What is what is it that you what, what gives you the right to carry guns and other people can't? So next thing you know, you have all these things happening. Then you get the, then you have the assassination of Dr. King and the assassination of Robert Kennedy and the assassination of President Kennedy, and you and you and you've got and Malcolm X, and you've got all this tragedy happening in the 60s, which to me is what's crazy that we're here today now, because that's a generation of people that were all about that. That, that you you lost. John F. Kennedy, yeah. from almost similar to what you saw in Mandalay Bay, yeah. he didn't walk up to the car. No, 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 no. He shot him from the book depository building. That's where he shot him from, from far away. Mm-hmm. You saw it on camera, your president's head getting blown off. Mm-hmm. And today we're still cool with this? No. We're cool with this right now because, in, because we decided and we, the Supreme Court elected, voted in 2008 by a 5-4 decision, that it became an institution, became an individual right, and you took and the NRA and other people have now taken that and blown it out of proportion, you want to be protected. I fully get that. But your Second Amendment right does not trump my first. And so the more and more, the more and more we have tragedies, and the more and more we go to our political silos, the less and less we become likely to coming up with a viable pragmatic solution. And what happens that now you're saying it, but we're we fall into identity politics. You know, we rather than rather than saying, "Hey, listen, this is a tragedy," let's all get together and mourn. We immediately go tragedy. We separate right away, we, and, and we allow the we allow the we, like cast our narcissism out into the ether. Yeah, and and, the, yeah. and I think you said this before, and this is what's getting me hot about this right now, too, Carlos. Is this is a male problem? I feel like it's this is a guy. This is a guy like, issue. I don't hear
0: women saying, "Oh, we need no. to have our guns." It's, no, it's always the the white middle aged like 40 year old guy has like the like the mustache sure. probably wearing glasses with his wife on Facebook. <laughs> sure. I I I have seen the pic I've seen the profile picture yeah. too many. Yeah, times. yeah. But
1: I but, but like I said, this is a guy thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Guys need to step up. Mm-hmm. Guys need to have a conversation yeah, about this. Is this is an issue. And we need and we and we don't need to get together and arm wrestle it out. Yeah. We don't need to get together and fight it out. We need to get together and hug it out. We need to get together and have an actual conversation. I don't need yeah. politicians to tell me this. I need actual. I need people that I respect. I need my uncle Craig to tell, me, to come, to to come talk to me about this. And I need my next door neighbor Chris to come to me and say, Hey, listen, this is, and don't come to me saying, Get out of my face. That ain't it. And I'm not saying you need to come to me with some sort of like 14 page solution step. It's a matter of doing what we're doing right here. Come talk to me about this. Be Listen to. to what I have to say about this. Yeah. I'm not telling you. I don't want you to lose any of your guns, man. And yeah. I'm not saying that. And I'm and and. And I'm not even saying lose a sight with assault rifles. i not. I don't. I don't have an answer to that, dude. I'm not at, in any way, shape, or form educated in that. But what I do see is tragedies happening quite a bit. Now, maybe the answer is don't put them on problem. Don't put them on. You know, maybe the idea is to is to not sensationalize this. You know, how many? You we. I don't think you. You nor I. Maybe you can. But can you identify the shooter's name from Las Vegas? People can, I right? Actually,
0: I, I I have the idea. See, you okay, can at least, you can, it, at least but
1: you can at least think of it, right? You, you I, could probably I can, find I can it. see the face in my face. Absolutely, right now. and his wife, right? Yeah. Can you name one of the people that were shot? Name one, one of the of people? No. Not a chance. Can you see a see a face?
0: And uh I don't know. This is uh one of the things I, I noticed. And it's it's tough for me because I remember it so vividly, not necessarily in detail, but I remember the feeling was the the Newtown tragedy. Sure. And it's the only shooting that I ever like ever brought me to tears. Sure. Thinking about uh, because I have I have an 8-year-old brother right now, so mm-hmm. at the time it was 2012, I mm-hmm. believe. So he would have been 3 years old, mm-hmm. and he was just getting into preschool. So I mm-hmm. remember you know, getting emotional about that. Yep. But I remember in, in, in seeing, in my opinion at the time, I thought there was a lack of action in terms of, of legislation mm-hmm. and trying to get this problem fixed. And I just remember thinking, in my head I was thinking, I'm not sure what we value at this point. And I, I remember the other day at Vegas, I, I probably did it pretentiously and out of just anger. Sure, was that I'm sick of saying "pray for dot 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 city." I mm-hmm. want to say, you know, let's pray for change because this this shit has to stop.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: I'm with you 100. Yeah, I mean, I think that
1: I I don't know I I just I the, uh, every every time they happen, like I you know, you think of Newtown, you think of I mean, you think of I got, of course I go to Virginia Tech my alma mater is Northern Illinois University. I mean I you know whenever to me whenever there's a school shooting for myself, I go to NIU you mm-hmm. know the first that's not true the second class I ever took at NIU is at Cole Hall you know and and at our speech camp we mm-hmm. used to we used to house our our, our, our home our, our main quarters is in Cole Hall, right I sat and I've sat in that room choose uh, I don't even, hundreds of hours easily, right I know exactly what happened on that day. Right, I know exactly. I can see it. I can feel it. I know how to. I know. I've, I've walked up those to that those aisles that those students had to walk up to get away from Stephen Stephen whatever his name is, right? The, right. the guy from it. NIU, and that's yeah. what that thing that came up, coming up with, right? I mean, maybe to me the solution isn't like anything else. It's like, how about we just stop sensationalizing these people? I don't need to see this guy's picture over and over and yeah. over again. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you inundate my news feed with an, with a story of a day of a person that person that that the, the woman that was killed. Just give me her. Let me read about her for a whole day. Yeah. Let me read about that. We don't want to read about that. Why? Because she was just a nurse and she did her own thing. She was a school teacher. She only had two kids and you know, but she was killed in the accident, blah, blah. One of 50, they put them all together. Yeah. You know, let's look at and there's but then the 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 front the front page of the paper is all this guy. What did he do? And why did he do it? Because he's because atypical behavior is typical of everyone. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Because he flipped out, because something triggered in him, something he flipped out somehow. And Or maybe he had a series of situations. Maybe he, he, he's a gambler and all this. Maybe, I don't know. There's a bunch of things that allow someone to shoot out two windows in Manila Bay and shoot people at a concert, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. That's not just because he was like, I'm mad at Obama. That ain't it. Mm-hmm. This guy has a, ser- a number of issues. Maybe his girlfriend was unable to, to recognize the signs. Maybe his friends were unable to recognize the signs. Maybe they did recognize the signs, but they were, they were uneducated about how to deal with those signs. They were uneducated about how to, how to handle that. Who do I go to? How do I approach this person? Everyone thinks that you see someone who's acting strangely. You have to go do something about that. You don't have to do anything about that at all, but you can report it. You know, I had a student this morning that had to leave class because she was crying during your speech. I didn't follow her outside and hold her hand. I called the counselors. I'm not qualified to go handle a student that's having a breakdown during a speech. Hmm. But there are people at this college that are, and I'm gonna call them and ask them hey, listen, this person's acting strangely. We need some help down here. Now, you know, whatever. Look, this guy, like I said, he didn't go and get an arsenal of guns overnight, Hmm. he did this over a course of time. Someone had seen something. Someone had served something. They just weren't willing to actually speak up. That's what I'm talking about, the education part. This isn't about educating about people guns. This isn't about, yeah, it's about educating people on the ethos of the gun. It's about educating people on the mechanism of the gun, the rhetoric of the gun. But this really has to do with educating people on how to deal with someone that might be doing something tragic. They might need help. You know, you don't know when someone is suffering from alcoholism. You don't know when someone has an addiction problem. You don't know when someone has bipolar disorder. You just don't know it. They don't expose it because it's weakness, especially, again, the guy yeah. culture. You know, how many guys are willing to do that? How many guys are willing to tell their loved ones that they're sad today? Yeah. You know, I'm feeling blue. Man up. That's still an issue we've got today, oh. especially in the older guys. Or, oh, shit happens. Yeah, exactly.
0: That, Things are going to That's the big one I hear. Like, oh, shit happens. Right. Or, we all got our problems. Or, yeah. And I'll man you know. up and deal with it. Yeah. I don't know. My, my, my biggest like b- thing with that is just like I, I feel it's always, all right, just stay in your lane. Sure. Kind of like put these blinders on. And I feel like, okay, I I don't want I, – I have this fear of being wrong because if I do that, I will be ostracized for mm-hmm. what I say. Sure. Or I'll be viewed as something like a bigot or mm-hmm. I don't – I don't know what I'm talking about or I'm ignorant Mm -hmm. because I'm just trying. I feel like there's something going on and Mm -hmm. I need. I feel like I need to say something. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you're nailing, you're nailing that right now, dude. That's very smart in my head. I remember, I remember we we would talk about that. There's, there's, I remember the theory. I still, I still have all the stuff in the class. (laughs) I remember the theory, but we, there was a a self discrepancy theory, self discrepancy theory about about the discrepancy between the behavior that we believe should happen and believe that, Actual yeah. art and guess yeah. Of self. Actual, yeah. and I remember, I remember thinking, like, you know, there's so much that everything should just go as planned, and that we shouldn't mess with the status quo. Mm-hmm. And if we if we mention something like, okay, this guy is buying an awful lot of, you know, weapons, and sure. I know he's trying to, you know, he's probably you know showing it off to his friends, seeing how cool it is, but he has an awful lot, and he's getting more. Mm-hmm. Sure, like, and I feel, and I feel like that, and it's not necessarily a people. That isn't saying that is an issue, but I feel like uh, there's a certain idea amongst men that that isn't an issue because it's cool. Sure. Absolutely. And he can do whatever he wants. He's a grown-ass man. He can do whatever he
1: wants make his own decisions. Yeah. Some people want to buy 10,000 guns because they just literally like to collect guns. Yeah. They just like them. They think that they're cool, but they would never pull them out. Right? Yeah. And other people, they don't. So it's like, well, I turn them in and did I overset my boundaries? And can I be sued for for lack of, for privacy issues? Or can I, can someone get, can I somehow get into trouble? Right. And then obviously, you know, the blood's on your hands. Right. Because yeah. you didn't say anything. And how do you feel about that? Like, well, again, like you said, shit happens. You know, I don't know. Just I'm just things are, things are going to go down, but it's not my spot. But you just you said this through just a second ago that I got to mention that was like staying in my own lane, my own lane. And I think that's like a, it's such a common thing, yeah. you know, in our country, very individualistic part of our culture, which is like, it's not my problem, you know, it's not my problem, it's their problem, you know, and, and, and that's not, that, it that don't work, that used, that might work, that might work when you have a population of a million people,
0: mm-hmm. that might,
1: that might work when you only have 13 states, mm-hmm. but You have to be aware of things that are around us now. We just have to. We just have a responsibility. We have a responsibility in our country for that, right? Um, That we can't just ignore behavior that we know is wrong. You know, look, look, I'm not saying that, you know, you go out on a Friday night and you have a friend that gets completely wasted and he decides to throw a rock through a car window, right? Yeah, you should be correcting that behavior, right? But dude's hammered. We do get hammered, like, you know, 150 days in a row. Yeah. We so might we might want to say something about this, right? Like, like, look, he's having... Sit him down. A, you gotta, like, yeah, you might want to sit him down. Like, you may not want to hear this and stuff, and we got to go to rehab, but truth is, dude, you're going to hurt yourself, you're going to hurt other people. Yeah. And if you don't do anything about that, well, are you cool with that? Are you cool then when, you know, on the 151st day, your buddy gets into a car and slams into another family, and you know damn good, well, you should have said something about that. You could have sat that down. And maybe he's gone, too, or she's gone, too, and now uh, you're, you know, you're biting your... I don't know. Maybe you're kicking yourself a little bit because you made your tongue, and that's the thing, man. But the, but then again, are we going to police everybody? Are we going to watch everyone's behaviors? Because then you're going to get someone that's like, well, you know, you said you said the f word. You must you must have bad ideals, and now we're policing behaviors like that, right? So so where does it stop? Well, someone said this the other day. Where does it stop? Stop somewhere. Yeah. Stop somewhere. It's like you you'll know where the line you'll is know where the when line you see is, right? it. Yeah. Who who said this in the, the other day? It's like you know your 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 kid gets into the candy, you know, and you're like. You know, should I stop them? Well, you know, maybe not. You know, like, well, how? When? When does it stop? You gotta stop them. You stop from giving the candy. When? When is it? If you give them the candy now, when is it gonna stop? Well, I'm not gonna let them shoot up heroin. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean. I'm not gonna. there's six. It, stop, it, the stops when, it
0: stops when the needle comes. <laughs> out. Exactly,
1: exactly. Right. I, it will stop. Yeah. But we got to start this at some point. At some point, we got to at least address it. In that, in, that in, in and for me, it's what we're doing right now, which is just simply to talk about it. Because the truth is, we've said things here in the 44 minutes we've been talking, and mm-hmm. there's inaccuracies in the things that we've said, yeah. and there's things that people could be like, "I disagree." They you fucking. it. Yeah, they they want, want to call us on
0: it, it, but they won't fact th- check th- it.
1: And if you want to fact check it, fact check it fact check anything you want i beg you to fact check it i beg you and then come ask me
0: about that stuff and and and
1: here's the thing i might be wrong i might be wrong
0: guess what i'm gonna do i'm wrong i'm I'm, gonna say i'm wrong yeah that's another thing i want want to say into the mic right now if i'm wrong please call me out on that because it's the thing there's only if if there's a better way don't think of it as my way or the right way think of it as a better way because that's the only way things are gonna get better You're,
1: you're spot on right dude and i'm saying the same thing to the same microphone Look, I'm not claiming that what I'm saying right now is the answer. Is the, any part of the solution? I have an opinion, though. Yeah. I'm a 44 year old man. I've been teaching community college since 1999. I'm, 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 I've gone through my own personal tragedies. I've gone mm-hmm. through my own situations. I've had my own whatever, man. I, I think what I try to do today is practice some humility. Yeah. You know, I, if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm wrong, yeah. and I will absolutely say that I'm wrong. But the problem is that the stuff that I give you is. Based on research, you know, it's, I mean, if you want to start talking about whether or not schools are dangerous, well, just do your own research. Just, just, just Google guns, higher ed, guns, schools, and killings. Well, you're going to see an increase in school shootings for sure, right? But wonder, first of all, are those terrorist attacks? Who's doing the shooting? Who did it? Who, when? Why did it happen? Yeah. You can start to see You can. You can see suicides. You can see crimes of passion. You can see teachers that have killed other students or killed teachers that have killed other teachers because probably because someone is having an affair behind someone's back. Yeah. Probably because someone is tripping out. Maybe because someone has a substance problem issue. Like I said, there's so many different factors here. But the truth of the matter is somebody just getting up in your class or walking into your school and just shooting people is rare. Now, I want to say this also. Every time I talk about this stuff, I always feel like I'm being callous. Right? I always feel like I'm like, look, those are gonna happen. That ain't it. Yeah. Like, I talk about this subject because I don't want any. I don't. I don't. I want zero deaths by gun. You know, if anyone ever took, if anyone would ever take offense to the things that I'm talking about, or the fact that I'm like, you know, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cry every time because I can't because I don't have any tears left to shed when it comes to this stuff, yeah. right? Um, but it's a matter of, I, I don't want to send my kids. My kids are nine and four. I don't want to send my kids into an environment that's gonna be scary to them scary period, dangerous. Is the answer to put a gun in the room? My answer is absolutely no. My answer is no. Um, because I I believe that my kids are safe. Um, I believe that my kids are going to be able to go to school and they're going to come home every day. We're much more of a like it's much more likelihood that, you know, I'm going to be the one that's going to kill them with a gun because I have atypical behavior. Yeah. Because I have a substance abuse problem from my past that who knows that if I, you know, decide to, take my own will back one day that who knows how those strategies can occur. Yeah. I hope to God not. I don't even have any plan. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to go down in my life, right? Exactly. But the numbers tell me that that's more likely. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I just, I, 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 every time we talk about this stuff, I just want to sit there and reflect on the people that have passed, mm-hmm. the people that were in a class studying and are no longer here, the people that were listening to a country music concert that are no longer listening to music. You know, that's not fair to them. It's not fair to them. It's not fair that they have to, to, to live in that. And it's also equally, not, not equally anything, but it's also not fair to you and I, to, <clears throat> to strained relationships that I have occurred with people in my own family, friends, my next door neighbors, that we have a, we haven't, we have a, a, this thing that we fight over. That's called guns. You know, that's a second amendment, right? Um, and I, I just, at some point, we have to talk about it, man. At some point, we have to talk. At some point, we have to come up with some solution that works for both sides in the common ground, yeah. because it's not, we're just going to continue to have, well, whatever. Even if we have conversations, we're going to continue to have mass shootings. Even with conversations, we're still going to have these moments happen. Yeah, because, but at least give us something that we can show that we're working
0: together. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, and when I see something like, and guns are, are a divisive topic, we're right now. And yeah. it's, it's a lot of it is, you know, a lot of what we talked about um, right now in this podcast. And I, and I see other things like, and it's been a divisive topic was the Kaepernick protests. Sure. And a lot of it is, it's, I feel, I'm not saying it's a complex issue because they've made it pretty clear what they're protesting, mm-hmm. but I, I feel so much of it is just people are, are, are placing Values on, on on things that it's it's clear like what we fight for as a military, mm-hmm. but the fact of, is that the fact that we're personifying cloth mm-hmm. at times just mm-hmm.
1: it blows my mind. I, I I agree. You know, and here's the thing, right? Like that in itself is one of the reasons that I'm into the topic, right? Because like we get into we can you and I could sit there and and kind of theorize or or think about. Guns on a national level, right? But if I start to to um, to limit the, the contextual boundaries here, like if I start to say, I'm just, I, because all I'm really interested in right now at this point is guns in the classroom. That's what I'm concerned about, right? I'm not concerned about what happens in Las Vegas. I'm not concerned about what happens in the streets. Um, I'm concerned about what happens in the environment in which I have to go into, right? Chris Miller has to go into. You know, since 1999, I have spent literally, I, I mean, I have very, very small amount of sick days, I, I, I don't use them because I enjoy going to the classroom. I've been doing that since 1999. Are you telling me now though that after the 20 years of me teaching that there might come a day in the next couple of years here where I am gonna that the that there's a gun in my classroom that I know? I listen. I'm not stupid enough to know that people haven't had guns in my classrooms already. We have concealed carry laws in the state of Illinois. There are certain people that wear their guns. They don't even know that they have them on there because they're just they're just so commonplace on them. They walk into a room and they're sitting there an hour later going holy crap, I have my gun on me. I know damn good and well there's been guns in my classrooms. And I also know damn good and well that gun owners, 99.9% of them are great people. They have no desire at all to pull that gun out in an intimidating way to hurt anybody. It's for one reason, and that is in that one, that less than 1% yeah, chance yeah, somebody families. does walk in here to shoot me, I'm gonna protect myself. And I have the right to do that. And you know what? You absolutely have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. Period. End the story. We can end this podcast right here. But the question you have to ask yourself is is that right that you have for such a small chance? Is it worth threatening the entire American democracy? Because if there are certain people in those rooms, when I talk about Colin Kaepernick, when I go in there and I say, look, we're going to spend it 75 minutes today and we're going to look at this rhetorical act, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, let's look at what the, let's look at the historical context. Let's look at why Kaepernick knelt in the first place because he didn't kneel in the first place. He sat on the bench, he sat down and a veteran saw him do that and said, hey, I don't like what you're doing, but let's talk about it. And the veteran and Kaepernick sat together and he said, as a compromise, why don't you kneel? Kneel, because that's what we do. You can kneel and it shows respect for the flag and it shows respect for the fallen and it shows respect for the soldiers, but you're also letting the people around you know that that flag does not symbolize what it symbolizes to you because you you think it's freedom and liberty and pursuit of happiness. And that doesn't, that for a, a large majority of African Americans in our culture, that does not mean that to them Yeah. a large amount. And especially in the NFL where you've got a lot of, a lot of those players. Black. Yeah, exactly. Predominantly black and predominantly probably exactly. poor. So right. Yeah, absolutely. So right. That's a, That's an out cool. their their, yeah. their ability. So like, but you know what? I might be playing in the NFL today, but my cousins and my brothers and my family and myself, I was, We were treated poorly by the police. We were treated poorly by society. So that thing that you want me to stand for right now and put my heart over does not represent what it's supposed to – the people who fell for that flag Mm. fell for something different than it represents to me. And Mm. he is arguing that those people that fell for that would say you should kneel. Until you feel that this flag represents you, kneel. Do something that's different. That's what Jefferson wants you to do. He wants you to protest. Mm. Jefferson wants you to protest violently. Kaepernick is not doing that. He's protesting silently, and we're, yet we're, 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 we've ruined his life. Maybe yeah. he, well, he's not a very good oh. quarterback. But regardless of that, he, you know, he's been ruined to be able to pursue that again because, because of this kneeling episode. So what I'm, I want to say real quickly is when I'm in the classroom, that's what I want to talk about. I want to say, look, I want to talk about this subject, and I want to talk about it as I always call it the depth and the breadth I want to I want to dig a hole that is really wide that can address everybody's everybody's perspective, but I also want to go really 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 deep into this so I can I can, you know it's like I need to be able to to if it's cancerous I want to be able to I always think about like digging out the cancer from the bottom up and it's like taking the root you know if I want to if there's a root in my garden I just can't grab the root and pull it because it breaks at the bottom and I, it looks like I got a big long piece of the root out but the truth is it's still down there. And if I don't dig the smallest part of that root at the bottom of that root, out, if I don't get the smallest the end of that, then nothing's going to come back. It's going to come back stronger. It's going to be it's going to it might even like it might even blend in with other roots that are, that are down part of that root system. And now I got this root connected to the root across the garden, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't even get this thing out. I got to take I got to get as deep. I have to get below that issue so I can pull the whole thing out and examine it. Well, If someone in that class thinks that someone has a gun because the law says the school cannot stop you from having it, which is what these rules are all about, right? The rule is that the the, the university can't make a rule that says you can't have a gun, right? So it's like you are allowed to have it, period, And and the school can't say anything and the teacher can't say anything about that. So now if I'm in that room going, well, of my maybe not me, but maybe there's maybe there's one student in that class that has something really cool to say, but he or she is too scared to do it because they think that perhaps someone else has a gun in that room because the law says that they can. Well, guess what? If they're not exploring themselves to the depth and the breadth of that I need them to in a liberal arts education, that is a direct threat to the American spirit. It's a direct threat to the democracy. You're silencing people. You're Maybe, 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 latently, maybe it's silent. Maybe it's silently silencing them. It's concealed silencing them. But you, but you might be silencing them. And if that's the case,
0: we got a real problem. Yeah, I mean, it'd be one of the things I fear because I've always, I mean, originally when I first heard that Colin Kaepernick had protested, I, I understood the issue and in the in the sense that I've always been. I understood that police brutality is a big issue in this country and that, yes, it does need to be addressed. My my main issue when it started was who it was coming from mm-hmm. because I had known Colin Kaepernick as a selfish player, and that was really the message that sure. was being conveyed. Sure. That's a great and call. I remember and <clears throat> I was somebody that a lot of my friends were like, yeah, this is an issue, and I I've, I've had a lot of black teammates growing up mm-hmm. and who, who didn't, didn't have the best upbringing, so I understood where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. But, and I remember a lot of what had happened was they had turned on me when I said the owners have just as much of a right to deny him employment. Mm-hmm. I know it's not cool. Mm-hmm. It's not what you guys like. But yes, they have the right to deny employment. And then yeah. when I saw Miami had decided to go with Cutler, and everyone's saying Kaepernick's a better quarterback than Cutler, which is a totally different argument. Right. But my thing was, Colin Kaepernick wore Fidel Castro t-shirt that was in support of Fidel Castro. Sure. And I get that everyone was saying he should have been signed by Emmy, but you have to understand if we were going to talk oppression, we have to talk about the the level of, of visceral that these people in Miami feel for Fidel Castro. Sure. And we have to, sure. if if we have to be the bigger person and understand that, yes, this is a level of oppression that we have to level with. If we want to make yeah. our argument legitimate, because if we're insensitive to this, why, why should we listen to police brutality? Mm-hmm. So, and, and I remember that was a really unpopular opinion because everyone's was saying, well, it's, it's like, it's, it's purely about football. I'm like, well, the Miami Dolphins have an obligation to put people in the seats as well. It's sure. not just football. Mm-hmm. You're right. So, and I, I feel like so many people are. It goes back to digging their heels And I feel, I feel like me, me having a moderate opinion and trying to view both sides is just going to alienate both sides mm-hmm. rather than try to bring them together. Mm-hmm. No, dude. See, so here's the here's the cool thing that you just said, is that you looked at,
1: you, you, you're looking at the issue, which is what we. I don't think that we do this. You looked at the issue from. From um, and you did audience analysis, so I'm proud of you as my student for that. Because what you did was like Miami I brought him in because because of the Fidel Castro thing, not because of the guns, not because of who he is because he supports a dictator that yeah. that, that 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 you know practice just inhumane. I <laughs> don't even know. I, Behaviors towards his own people, and so now you're going to go and represent that community of people that are living in that. We don't want that. We don't want that for the. We don't want it for the re- the rhetoric that you're spewing. Not even the flag. See, and that's the thing about the gun issue. right? a lot of these issues, right? There's not one. There's not one thread in this web of of culture that we create. You know that that's the answer. Like it's that's why that's why I get so I get so taken aback by you want to take away my guns. That's not it. Yeah, I don't want to take away your gun. So the more and more you say that, then the less and less likely I am to have a conversation with you because you just want to go there. I'm going to tell you no, and you're going to try to find everything try that I'm going to say. To, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and so the but the issue is we have to analyze numerous numerous strands of thread, numerous strands of thread in this web <coughs> that goes what led us to this situation, what led mm-hmm. us to this. It's not the, it's not the proliferation of guns. It's, and it's also not just the uneducated people. It's not the, the growth of, 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 mental, of mental illnesses in our country. Mm-hmm. They're all, they all work together, yeah. right? It's a complex it's issue. It's a complex issue. Yep. that's not solved by taking guns away yeah. or by saying that it's my right. Yeah. That's true. Because, because here's the truth, right? If I could somehow take out 100 million guns or 200 million guns out of the arms of American citizens, mm-hmm. you're going to have less shootings. You're just going to have that. I'm sorry. The numbers will do that. And yes, will more bad guys have guns? Uh, Maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know how this is going to work. You want to say that all the time. like Legal people get them all the time. Maybe they will. Maybe I don't know. How are they getting the guns? Maybe they're getting the guns because they're stealing them from you. Maybe they're getting guns because they have them at these these shows. Maybe I don't know how. I don't know what the black market's all about. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe the issue is we shouldn't have troops in Nigeria. Maybe we should have troops in, you know, in Naperville. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's the issue. I don't know how this answer is, but it's but it's um but but people need to do what you just did. I mean, how old are you anyway? Twenty. Oh, 21. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. So I got a twenty-one-year-old man right now. That is doing audience analysis about reasons the Miami Dolphins might not have brought Colin Kaepernick into their organization, not because of talent, not because of the tragedy, but because of another issue. That's what we need to have. Yeah. We need to have people that are willing and able to go, let's look at the other issues. Because you might be able to you might be able to compound, you go like, well, there's this and this and this, and because of those three things, now the answer is no, yeah. right? It's looking at stuff. It's looking at stuff from different angles, and we don't we don't put a lot of emphasis in this country in education. We just don't. Yeah. We try to educate people to be good at science, technology, engineering, and math. Make sure they can read and they can write, and we're out. And then we just assume that we're going to educate people however we want. And and um, and I'm not saying the answers are in the schools. I'm just saying we have a we have a major issue just getting information out to our people that centers itself around American values. Yeah. And we've fallen into silo thinking and and identity politics and lack of humility, a lot of stubbornness, and mm-hmm. it's having tragic it's having tragic um, endings. And it really, and here's the thing, I don't. It's not the it's not the deaths that are tragic to me. What's tragic is that we are, I feel, becoming so diverse, becoming so, becoming so polar opposites at this yeah. point. I don't find a center ground, and, I, and the more and more I do this, the less likely I am to address someone from the opposite side of the aisle, because yeah. you don't want to address me. I get that with my research. There's too much research out there that shows that these gun policies on schools, nobody wants them. The students don't want them. The faculty don't want them. Um, classified staff doesn't want it. but you know who also is really, really adamant about these things, these policies not being on campuses? Police officials. They don't want these policies on their campuses because they don't know how to so stop that stuff. So if you're
0: for the boys in blue, you don't want more stress on that. Yeah,
1: so. exactly. You don't it want them to be more stressed idea. out because they, now they're yeah. worrying about a school shooting happening anywhere. And if there's a school shooting and they have guns on campus, you, you might have 40 people running around with a gun now. Well, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy? How do you train officers to do that? They're already stressed out enough, right? And so that's the issue is, is to me is um, they don't want it. They don't want to have that. Nobody on the campus wants to have this, yet you're going to pass it anyway. That's not listening to us. That's not listening together. That's not working together. Mm-hmm. That's, that's you getting more votes later because whatever constituency you have who doesn't have any kids that are in school has never been to school before, doesn't understand what we're actually doing here, which is honestly and truly, I'm trying to create a democratic citizen. I'm not trying to get people to speak better in class. Oh, that's a great benefit. But mm-hmm. The truth is I want to make sure that I get a student like you that wants to come, that listen to me in class about other things and said like, hey, there's a person to talk to you about guns. Let's mm-hmm. get his opinion. And then when we see each other, we shake hands and we hug. And one day when you graduate, you call me up. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. I, I just want that, man. I want to go to your wedding. You know, I want to do that. I want that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not a matter of... I don't know. It just goes on and on and on. I just, just, the more and more I talk about this, and you've been alluding to it the entire time, it's just, it's more and more of of us, let's talk this out. As guys, we got to talk this out. We can't sit there and get together on a Saturday afternoon and and talk about our fantasy football team for Sunday. We got to spend some time with the... Well, the i well. oh, Yeah, it's so my mine. Mine are doing okay. But it's a matter of getting together. We're going to have a two-hour uncomfortable conversation. We're mm-hmm. going to scream and we're going to yell, but we got to find something in the yeah. middle. We've got to. And, and I'm sorry, but it does need to come from, it needs to come from the other side right now. You need to come up with it. If you're a gun owner, if you're a gun supporter, if you fall into that political silo, you have to start coming up with something. You have to. You have to, have to, have to. Because we're trying to give you solutions and you don't like the solutions and we're showing you numbers and you don't believe them. that you don't, that's the thing that I have with this is that I can give you all the numbers I want. That's what I'm writing. It's like, why do I, why am I doing this study? I'm going to prove to you that this, that this has, I'm going to show you statistical significance. I'm going to run this at a 0.05, you know, statistical. Value. Fake news. I mean, yeah, exactly. And it's going to be bullshit. Well, dude, I literally did the best job I could on this, and no part of this is a lie. No part of this is my opinion. This is just facts. Bullshit. Well, uh, okay, I guess it is. I guess. And so what's the point? So I don't have – I'm giving you solutions. I'm showing you numbers. You don't believe it anyway. You want to call it fake news? Well, then what's your answer? Then how about your answer? Your answer, it's my right. You can't – that's not – that's the same thing my parents used to give me. Why do I need to be home at 11? Because I said so? No fucking way. I'm not coming home at 11 anymore. I've, I've also proven myself now, you know, I'm, I, I've said it. I'm 44. I and I can now run for president. I have proven myself. I have as much right to my opinion as you have yours to your opinion. You're telling me because you said so doesn't mean shit to me anymore. Yeah. That doesn't work, man. Yeah. I need a logical argument as to why I need an emotional appeal as to why yeah. just because, because it's your right. That doesn't work. Scalia also says in that 2008 decision, this this amendment, like the rest of them, is not unlimited. You can't take your gun wherever you want because you think you can. Yeah. There's nowhere, anywhere, that says you can just apply it to whatever you want because you say so. Nope, that doesn't apply. The problem is it's going to apply because you're going to say, take it from me. I can't, dude. Because if I try to take it from you, the answer to that is going to be me dying or you dying. Yeah. I don't want either one of those two things to happen. Yeah. So I guess I'm just going to be quiet then, and you're going to go,
0: told you so. Yeah. Okay, guess what? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, um, my last point I actually I wanted to get to because we're running at about an hour now. <laughs> but um, one, uh, one of the things that – this <coughs> is more so getting away from like the gun topic itself but more so in terms of rhetoric and argument – is a lot of what I've been seeing lately in on, on both sides is that whenever we get flustered and we're starting to argue and we're getting kind of in in our own head, we 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 start to reach for things my, my biggest pet peeve in all of eternity anything, false equivalence. Oh. Sure. And sure and one of the um it, it'll in terms of what I see seen, like uh, I'll use the topic of uh, police brutality. Sure. The number one argument I always see out of people that are, are like blue lives matter which is a totally mm-hmm. different argument but is well black on black crime man and just, <laughs> yeah and I'm just like like that's not a race issue though that's a poverty issue crime is a poverty issue sure. and and you saying is like well why do we have you know these you know black kids killing each other in the streets I'm like, because they have a they have a sense of hopelessness they don't have anything mm-hmm. that's socio that's born out of socioeconomic impoverishment-hmm mm-hmm. And I just I – don't, I don't get why people re- – and they're – just it, – it, it drives me up the wall to know – like, if I hear black on black crime, I automatically – my hairs go up because I already know that it's some, like, uh-huh. blathering idiot. Well, you have
1: to get upset too when you hear the arguments of the Chicago argument. Oh, yeah. People love that, right? So people want to say Chicago has the toughest gun laws in the United States with the highest crime rate. Okay, fair enough. That's, those numbers are true. We do have struck gun laws, and we still have a lot of people that die in Chicago. In fact, it's probably what is it the deadliest? What is it was it? Is it the deadliest city in the in the world now? Deadliest city in the United States for sure, right? Yeah. Let's just call it that, right? De- certainly the, the most deadliest city in the Midwest, yeah, right. Chicago probably has Des Moines beat. It probably mm-hmm. has Minneapolis beat. Green Bay probably more dangerous to be in Chicago than those towns. Indianapolis, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. great. Okay. The problem that people don't want to recognize about Chicago is twofold. One, if you go back and look at the numbers since 1992, deaths in our city have decreased by 50%, right? Mm -hmm. Down from, used to be 1,000, now it's down to 500 whatever, 600. Great, still 600 people. However, in a city of, what, 9 million, okay, 600 people a year committed a homicide, those numbers are actually pretty good. They're actually pretty good right now granted the problem is this is a media issue maybe this is the fake news that president trump yeah. and others want to argue Which and i do i, look, I, I do
0: i, I 100 yeah I, I do too no, i makes a point on that yep. i remember yep. i remember post-election totally. i remember like i remember you were upset i mean we all were upset sure. i was more in shock yeah I was more but shock. and I, I remember seeing in class and you're like any of you journalism major, so i was like oh okay and i was just kind of <laughs> and you're like this shit can't happen again i'm just like <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. do my best, man. And
1: it's the thing, right, is that it's it, – because it does come down to a media issue, right? Because the, the problem is that the media, you have a tendency to to publish this and not fact check, right? Yeah. And you're like, we're just going to take it out there and go people's words because I'm going to – because it's an ethos thing. Like this yeah. person has a degree. I'll trust them. They're going to do their stuff. And, and look, I'm, I, have a, I have politics. I have politics in me. There's certain things that I believe too, right? But what I, what, I, what I think it comes down to for me, one thing I've always – and I've said this in class – I I don't even know a couple dozen times now. At this point, is the one thing I do appreciate Donald Trump from doing right now is calling out the news. Right, It's saying, look, look, we got to check. If you have all these facts everywhere, you got to check. You got to check everything everywhere. Okay. Well, great. We can look at the numbers and we can fact check that we can see that Chicago has very high, very you know, uh, has very strict gun laws, and we can see there's a number, there's a lot of shootings in there. Okay, fine. So, 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 so the problem is that you said is that this 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 application of of the logic then which is tougher gun control laws then lead to increased violence. Okay. That's just insane thinking, right? It's like that in itself isn't just fake news. It's just fake logic, right? That doesn't make sense. Okay, great. So well the because the truth is you're like first of all, let's first and foremost always you must recognize that Chicago is still the most segregated city in the United States. It just is segregated. It's just the way it is. Second of all, Chicago's educational system is just not good. It's not good because of the segregation of it, right? It's bad. But the other thing people don't like, recognize often about Chicago is, and, and I got made fun of the other day because like, oh, this, the, the argument, it, there's a temperature issue. Look, and I'm actually talking actual temperature. I'm not talking like temperament. I'm talking the temperature. Chicago, we ex- we go from extremes, man. We go in the winter from, you know, 98 degrees temperature with 90% humidity. Exactly, dude. We had 78 degrees last Saturday and I'm going to try to go ride to school tomorrow it's going to be 48 degrees. That's a 30 degree shift. Now we're going to go into the winter and I don't care where you're from. I guess maybe Minnesota and stuff, but that city is different. Chicago is a cold city. It's cold. And... In those times when we get cold, and we're and now I'm, I have no heat, I have no poss- I have no education. And when I go to school, my school sucks. Doesn't have any heat. Doesn't have good stuff. There's a lot of people in my school that are that are not trying very hard. My teachers don't aren't getting paid very well, so shit doesn't work. for what's the point of going to my school? Because I got to go in there and learn how to read and write and do arithmetic. And I want to talk about Colin Kaepernick or I want to talk about what's going on in the street corners right now. But I'm not going to talk about that stuff. And you sit, you know how this is, dude. I'm going to go sit in my. I get angry in the winter time. I'm going to sit in my house from November to March. You know, I'm going to go outside maybe. Total time, four to I'm six like hours. I snow. My, and my brother always doing no. I hate the snow. Dude, no way. The older I get, there's less and less likely. So now here's the thing, right? You have my kids in the city here are going to play out too, but these parents aren't doing that. They're sitting there just getting angry. I have no heat. I got to try to feed my kids again this week. I'm freezing cold. I can't go anywhere. I have no transportation. The city itself, when it when is snow, there's hard to plow. Look, people get angry. Yeah, People right. just get psychologically – it's a problem. And now next thing you know, someone cuts you off in traffic or someone doesn't give you the thing that they need to pay you back the money that they need, that can turn violent. And that's what happens. Yeah. That's where the black-on-black crime comes from, right? That's what – because it's not a black-on-black crime. It's a poor-on-poor crime. Yeah, exactly. it's, a la- it's, a, it's a lack of hope versus lack of hope crime, yeah. right? It, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It, look, you, I'm not I – could, I could go walk into the, some of the most dangerous uh, dangerous parts, sections of Chicago – and not feel threatened, yeah. because I'm not really a threat to what's going on there, yeah. right? I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb. I might have people yelling and screaming at me and stuff, yeah. but I'm probably not going to get killed there, yeah. right? Because I'm a white dude, right, walking around clearly lost. Shockingly, I might actually have people help me get out. Yeah. You know, like dude, you're in the wrong spot, man. We got to get you out of here. It's dangerous, ain't, ain't yeah. safe for you, Same right? Thing. It's like going to a war zone. But it's, but that's the thing. So you start getting into the, you start getting into things like Chicago, or you start getting the, you know, these arguments, which are, it's a, it's an issue of causality. This is false cause. Yeah. Increased gun laws does not cause an increase in violent crime. Yeah. Are they? They're, they're correlated in Chicago for some reason. But now you to, to find the correlation, to find the truth, the, the truth of that correlation. You need to analyze the other variables, and I just offered three of them just now that may contribute to the increase in the gun problem. So the idea is, okay, so you want to just lose the gun control laws? So you're, going to, so you're going to lose gun control, and then our numbers are going to decline, or we're going to say everyone can carry a gun or whatever, and you're now going to see, it. yeah, you might, you might actually see a decline short term. But let's go study this thing 20 years from now. Are the gun, are the other crimes going to increase? Okay, well maybe it's not a gun problem. Maybe we don't talk about guns. Maybe we say we have 600 shootings in the school in the in the city this last year. What should we do to solve? All that. Let's not even address guns. Let's address education. Let's really, really focus on education. Let's really focus. Let's situate. Let's find out where these let's communities are.
0: This
1: time. Yeah. Let's actually do something about that. And I'm not talking about like put my money in the educational system. Maybe it needs to be we're going to have a community outreach educational situation. I don't know. I don't have like I said. I don't know the solutions to this stuff. I'm just saying you can't make causality. Just like I'm saying, yeah. you can't you can't eliminate guns or put stricter gun control laws and think that numbers are going to decrease. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I can put gun control laws that you can't buy a gun until you're 30. Okay, great. Guess what, man? You're still gonna have guns. You're still gonna, I bet your yeah. numbers do not statistically decrease. That's why gun control laws aren't viable. Yeah. But they're a solution. There's something to appease the public. That's what it's coming down to. It's yeah. the rhetoric. That's as you said, he asked us an hour ago. What is the rhetoric, right? Well, the rhetoric from from the left needs to stop calling out for gun control laws. Maybe it needs to be like just have a talk about it. <laughs> something. Instead of having this fear based policy. <laughs> or turning it, uh, well, my decision lately has been to turn it to you. Like there's an issue out there. What are you gonna do about it? Mm -hmm. Nothing. You're not gonna do anything about this, huh? Nothing. You wanna just call me names? You wanna just tell me that I'm a liberal, that I'm a I'm a I'm a bleeding heart, that I'm whatever. You wanna just make fun of me? Cool, dude. Yeah, you wanna yeah, you wanna call me a snowflake? Awesome, great. Then that's I mean that's that that, cool. Then I'm just gonna continue to go, cool. Awesome. You know, just like the same thing. Can I go out? Can I be home? No. Why? Because I said so. That's that's your answer? Because you said so? That's because I said so. Okay, cool. Cool. All right, awesome. I mean, I don't want to have that childish argument back, but yeah. I can't do it anymore. I, I, I've given you the
0: facts, I've given yeah. you the logic, I've given you the perspective. Sometimes we just, we just. My my biggest thing my dad ever taught me is, is why should you worry about something you can't control? Sure, it's a great and one. It's big thing I've I've come to learn. Sure, but we uh, right. I appreciate you coming on. Amen. Love it. It was uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> it's actually uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't use any of my questions.
1: Didn't even need to, <laughs> well, my friend. Didn't, didn't even need to, but it was.
0: Uh, I had a lot of yeah. fun. We really appreciate you coming out. This was a lot of fun. Whenever I can, friend, right. Whenever I can. Wow, uh, just wow. Uh, had a lot of fun this interview. Uh, a lot of great talk about a lot of various like I, I topics that I felt that he could at least elaborate on because I, I, it's it's stuff that's been weighing on me uh, for quite some time. So I, w- I was I was thankful to be we able to have such a an insightful and just it, it was more so not necessarily insightful but it's such an alleviating conversation to say hey these are the problems that we're facing um, I'm, I'm grateful for that uh, that podcast and and I hope you guys listen and really enjoy this and' we'll, um we'll hear will you hear from us soon and uh, keep uh, we'll keep you guys posted thank you